You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. I'm starting to think a good idea heading into each Charlotte Hornets game is just for Nada to tweet something out that he's going to be embarrassed after the game is over. And then suddenly that is going to be 180 degrees opposite from the fact when you talk about how you're going to be embarrassed in these games against the Nets and the Mavericks. It's completely different, Nada. So if you can just do that every single game, that would be awesome. You know what? I thought about it. Look, look, I did the crying, dancing girl gif. For this game, for the game thread, for the game Twitter thread that I do every game. And it worked out. I am enjoying just expecting misery and then ending up with a nice little ray of sunshine. It's a great way to go, Walker. You keep your expectations low. And if they mildly, like, they they mildly exceed your expectations, you're happy. If you are, if they grossly exceed your expectations, you're ecstatic. Mm. It's great. That way I can't lose. I can't lose. <laughs> well, you need to keep doing that. And um, I mean, the Hornets absolutely grossly exceeded your expectations yesterday. Let's get to it. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the daily number one sp- uh, podcast network. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods and follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets at Walker Mail and at Nada the Scribe where you can catch all of those gifts and you can catch the game threads from Nada and then I'll be contributing as well with some on again at Walker Mail. So let's get to um, <laughs> the Hornets 118 to 99 win over Dallas. And even then that score near a 20 point <laughs> margin of victory for the Dallas Ma- or for the Charlotte Hornets, even that doesn't do it justice on how much they just destroyed the Mavs in the third quarter. They get the lead in the first, they go to the locker room with the lead, beating them in the first two quarters of the game. And then Nada, they open it up. And uh, I believe at one point the run was something like, was it 21 to three at some point? Was that the run that they wanted to I know it was like 14 to nothing for a while too. Um, the third quarter was very, very ugly for the Dallas Mavericks and the Charlotte Hornets are able to beat them by 20 after Dallas scores 30 to Charlotte's 20 in the fourth. But again, it was already put away. This game was already won by the Charlotte Hornets after we expected this team to go two and two through the first four games, mm-hmm. we did not expect it to come this way. We thought that we were sniffing two and zero, oh, going to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then beating the Oklahoma City Thunder. Bam! Two easy teams, teams that you are more talented than, two teams that you should be able to beat. You lose in an embarrassing way in the season opener, by the way. So zero oh and two right off the rip. Man, you need to salvage the start of your season any way possible. They do so with a really nice win against Brooklyn after a lot of people had been extremely surprised with the way and maybe not surprised, but impressed with the way Brooklyn's offense was operating. They find a way to score 106 to Brooklyn's 104 and then not a I mean, they just destroy Dallas last night. Dallas couldn't hit anything. I'm not saying they played well by any means, but this was a combination of the Hornets playing pretty damn well and the Dallas Mavericks just not being able to buy a basket. The, the biggest thing like and you talked about it earlier, and this is the thing that stuck out to me. The, the final score didn't really indicate how bad this was. The Hornets were up 31 at one point in this game. Yes, I'm being dead accurate. Up <laughs> 31. This is how bad this got. This was a just a pillar to post ass whipping from the Hornets, which from and this is the thing. 
like, and this is I, and this is the best way I can put it. The Los Angeles Clippers, granted without Kawhi, put up 73 points in a full game. The Hornets, if I'm not mistaken, had 68 at half. That's how good they played. I am shocked. I am I'm I'm in shock. I am in awe. Uh, LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges having double 20-point games off the bench where they both look viable. They both look like, hey, I want more minutes. I want to start. And I at this point, they keep playing like this. It's going to be hard to justify not moving stuff around in the rotation because they're playing better than a lot of the starting counterparts. And it's only a matter of time before we start seeing some changes go around with this lineup. So let's look at how they were able to get this win and maybe even the way they were able to get this win, despite some players not playing well. I mean, not a, if you were to go into the season and say, who are the top three scores going to be? I don't know what yours would have looked like. I would have gone with Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier and Devonte Graham to be the three top leading scores. Maybe PJ would have tickled that, but I think those three would have been the guys that I would have gone with. And you look at those three guys, Terry gives you 18. He got hot for a little bit there. Two of seven from the perimeter, eight of 17 overall. He's been hitting his twos pretty well. And he's been hitting off the dribble here recently, which is something um, that was a little bit different as far as the efficiency goes from what he was doing last year. But I mean, not a Gordon Hayward, he wasn't, he wasn't hitting baskets last no, night. Wasn't. Four, four of 16 from the field. It was bad right from the rip for him. And he only hit one three pointer. Wasn't facilitating at least the assist way he was able to. He had a ton of assists the first three games, seven apiece. He only had three in this one, still getting 11 points. But bottom line, Gordon wasn't good offensively just because he wasn't able to hit a basket. Make or miss league, that's what it was for Gordon. And it's been a make or miss league for Devontae this entire time, except it's been all miss. I, You know, we'll have a conversation coming up in the second segment, but Devontae, the three of eight from the field, he did go 40% from three with two of five um, from beyond the arc. But only nine points for Devonte and five assists for him. I think my point being is that two of the three guys that I would have thought would have been the leading scores for this team only combined for 20 points apiece, and they still destroyed the Dallas Mavericks last night. That's a good sign. Yeah, it's a very good sign. And the thing is, I wouldn't say Gordon Hayward had, a, again, he had an overall bad floor game last night. Right. But at the same time, I would tell you that Gordon Hayward was very, very crucial in stemming a lot of these Dallas runs. I just think about how he burrowed through and got the layup off a couple of biz screens to basically stamp out a, a very big run to at least get Dallas within under 18 or something like that. And he hit a couple of big shots, a mid-range jumper and a snaking layup. And that stamped out a run. So while he didn't have a great game, he still had his moments. Devontae, like you said, I worry about that. But outside of that, you had Miles Bridges basically attacking the boards, blocking shots, being that super power forward that a lot of people thought he could be. And and quite honestly, everyone that said he was miscast as a power forward, they were right. Mm -hmm. And then LaMelo Ball. Um, can we stop? Can we stop just worrying about the jump shot? Well, can we let, let's, let's get let's get to those two guys in the next segment because they deserve their entire segment. Those it was their game, and there were a lot of people that played well. You can look at Jalen McDaniel's actually doing some nice things off of the bench. You can look at PJ 
18 minutes for him last night because of foul trouble, but I thought actually he played pretty well, but it clearly it was miles night. It was LaMelo's night and we're going to give them their own segment real quickly. I want to talk to you guys about bet online AG. If you're ready for some fo- uh, college football as they head into the bowl season or the NFL regular season, the last week of the regular season, visit bet online AG because that's the only place that has you covered. And it's the only place that we trust sign up today for a free account at bet online AG, and you can use that pro promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. You can have those NFL games of the week that you're looking at the, the biggest ones. Maybe you're just looking at the Carolina Panthers game against the New Orleans Saints and looking at that spread. Either way, you can go to bet online AG and you can visit our good friends and exclusive partner on Twitter and on social media at bet online underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. You can sign up for a free account and use that promo code once again, locked on for your sign up bonus. LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges. It was their game last night. We talk about it next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I love leftovers, by the way. Huge leftover guy. Oh man, dinner, dinner for lunch. I love that. Leftover dinner, swing it into a lunch. Maybe even to a breakfast if you're feeling goosey. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets The holidays are all about giving, so I'm giving you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked on Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. So even if it is um, past Christmas, we're still giving out these presents. We're still giving you extra cash, and all you have to do is take 20 minutes out of your day to go listen to the Locked on Bets podcast because Lee Sterling really is hitting these things out of the park. Subscribe to Locked On Bets today, wherever you get your podcast. Nada, you mentioned Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball. You were about to say, can we stop worrying about the shot? And he went four of five um, from beyond the arc last night. Impressive. And there was even one Steph Curry range three that he hit. He just decided, you know what? I've got enough space right here, which of course you have enough space. (laughs) No one's going to pick you up there. And he decides to throw it up and it goes in, man. And that thing didn't even draw iron a little bit, not even a little bit. Not, it was one of those swishes that sometimes you're fooled by an air ball that goes in at the right angle and then it hits the net. But I mean, it, it, it barely, if there was just a little bit more room at the end of that net, it would have gone all the way through. It was money. He was good at attacking the rim last night. You could see some of the passes. And then that one one sequence, that worldwide WAB, or whatever his name is, Rob Perez. Rob Perez. What he tweeted out, the defensive possession that he had, leading to the underhand bullet accurate, hitting Gordon Hayward in stride all the way across the court in transition. Mind I, you, he God curved that. that is I a mean, curved bull. Like, have you you've seen Wanted, right? That that movie with <laughs> yes, like yes, where, where exactly Angelina Jolie basically does all the curved bullet shots and everything else like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah th- like that's what that was. That was a curved bullet pass. Like again, at this point, I'm willing to call Lamelo Ball tenant. Because he just messes with time. He sees We've things. so many nicknames. Exactly. We do have so many nicknames for him. But Tenet, like, that's like that's one of those things where, hey, I'm just going to curve this pass full speed, hit the guy in stride. And at the same, like, it's ridiculous. He does stuff and sees things like two frames, three frames ahead of everybody else. Like, that's how good he is at this already. And he's only 19. I am extremely excited for this kid. 
Me too, Nada. And, and we look, we, we know what it is with me. I was worried about the shot coming in. And he, here's the thing about the shot, man. Look, it, it, it would be silly to say that he's this fantastic shooter after just the first four games of the year. But you can also take into effect that, okay, it's somebody that's making a jump into the NBA. He feels comfortable taking these shots. And after the first game, more of them than not are going in from when he's shooting from deep. And that's a really good sign. I don't know what's going to happen with this form as time goes on because coaches will tinker with your form constantly. Kemba Walker did not have the form like LaMelo does. And yet Steve Clifford and coach and, and shooting coaches were telling him to change it. So I, you know, I don't know what LaMelo's is going to look like, but it is extremely nice to see that ball go through the basket at the rate it's going at least right now. And he needs to finish a little better at the rim. I think that might might come with some strength that he's able to put on as he grows and matures into his body. But the, the, the curved passes, the curved bullets, <laughs> the, the engagement, Nada. Yes. I mean, he is so engaged on both ends of the floor and defensively, there's still some understanding that he needs to take care of. But I mean, that, that defensive possession we're talking about where he's able to Matisse Thibault it, where he blocks from behind and then he's able to pass it very much unlike Matisse Thibault, you know, like it, that's, that's an incredible sequence. And, and I think LaMelo ball gets this and, and it seems like the younger players have, are kind of grasping this a little bit more so, or at least showing the energy that I expect a little bit more. And maybe it's just because they're spry and they're spring chickens. I don't know, but you know, James Brago has wanted to increase the pace. It has increased LaMelo. I think you see him more often than not be the guy that jolts out of bounds to get the ball after a made basket and try to get in transition even after a made basket. It, again, it's very Roy Williams-esque. I saw Jalen McDaniels do that last night, so maybe that's why I'm going with the young guys. But yeah. you know, LaMelo, he, he's thinking, man. You know, he's, he's got all of – I think he's trying to pay attention to all the right stuff, and, and you see him have these coaching moments with Borrego, with Biz. I saw Malik Monk talking to him last night yeah. when LaMelo was coming off after he hits that buzzer beater where he just throws something up from the short corner and it goes in a miraculous one great presence of mind and two obviously the execution was awesome but everybody's cheering and then Lamelo goes to Malik and Malik is talking to him about something maybe he missed and Lamelo's taking that in I you're right Nada I mean he's been so fun I, I I'm so glad that Lamelo has been good after that first game that we play look I here's a message to anyone that's wanting to like help again stand on the fence and wait for things and just get a clearer picture just give in Lamelo's fun. <laughs> I am generally one of those people. I am not going to be one of these people with Lamelo Ball. He's fun. It's not something that we can say a lot as Hornets fans. Where this this guy is is just absolutely fun. Give in to the fun. Enjoy mm -hmm. the fun. And the cool part about it is there was like little stuff that he was doing because I just remember when he first got into the game and he's like tipping balls to stick, keep them alive to Miles Bridges for an extra possession. He was doing a lot of the nuanced stuff that you didn't necessarily see happen early. And then the shot started falling. Like literally he's doing the dirty work. He's doing these little things to help. How many times did you see him last night just immediately inbounded in and get an easy possession for one of G Gordon Hayward's four shots that he made? Like there was a lot of this stuff where he was controlling the pace and we didn't re necessarily recognize it until well, like two or three passes down the line. That's well, where Rick it was. Bennell, 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it was impressive. And Rick Bennell tweeted this out too. And I, and I, and I noticed, I think if you're watching the game, you noticed that the Hornets were just attacking Luka Doncic nonstop because they were getting what they wanted, whether it was a PJ Washington post up or whether Luka was on LaMelo on that drive that LaMelo had, it was nice. He got past him and then he, and he got, I think caught a little under the basket. He tried to go left when he didn't need to. I think he was worried about a block from behind and was going to try to use the rim as an extra defender and then eventually just missed it. So, you know, that will come. I like the recognition of, hey, there's an ISO here. I can take Luca off the dribble. And he really did have a free lane. I think he just got paranoid from maybe Luca or another defender catching up behind him. But either way, I, I really like the aggressiveness from uh, the aggression from LaMelo. Uh, just he was this was his game. And if it wasn't his game, not then it was Miles Bridges, who we'll talk about real quickly before we get to the next segment. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about one A and one B as yeah. as who gets the game ball between LaMelo and Miles. How about this stat line for Miles? Six of nine from the field, four of six from three, hit all four of his free throws, 20 points and 16 rebounds for Miles Bridges. He out-rebounded everyone else by doubling the next best total, which just so happened to belong to LaMelo Ball, who had eight rebounds. Um, his stat line, by the way, 22 points, eight rebounds, five assists. Miles, as I mentioned, had doubled the next leading rebounder on the team, and he got 20 points, and he was hitting those threes. Nada. I thought Doug put it pretty well that you're always it, it, the, the three point shooting is always going to be a huge factor in what we think of miles bridges as a basketball player. Yes. But I continue to be impressed with his decision-making. He just looks like he's crisp. He looks like he understands the game a lot faster than what he used to. And here's the thing with me too. The passing is a lot better and I've already given him credit for passing a little bit better than what I thought coming into the uh, season, but it's not like he's crossing you up. He's not going between his legs. He's not going behind the back. He's not wiggling a whole lot. He just is so decisive and so much more efficient with his moves going towards the basket. And I think that is why his handles look tighter. But all the same, it looks tighter. He's making better decisions and he's hitting his shots. My God, Miles is a beast off of the bench and he's playing for a spot where maybe you go PJ to the five, Miles to the four. And you're talking about some real dangerous lineups there, especially if Miles is going to play like he is. Like, that's that's the crazy part, where we're talking, like, the most improved player right now up to this point clearly is Miles Bridges. And this yeah, is yeah. after a extremely just long, with a lot, a lot of people improving at the same time. His straight line drives, like you said, are improved. There was a play where Devontae mistimed the alley. And he still batted the ball in. I want to say that was the third quarter. Like, he's doing all of this. And then his his off-ball defense has gotten so, so much better. Those two blocks. How, how about that block in the fourth where he wipes a shot and starts a break? Like, he's and, and, and initiating yeah, you're offense talking, now. That's how yeah, good he is. You're talking about that sequence for Miles, too. I know. I think I know what you're talking about. He actually comes off uh, his man blocks. I, I forget what it was, but he comes off of his man and then makes a block, runs down the length of the court, gets rewarded for a bucket, and that was a nice sequence. I actually think the very next trip down on defense, there's a fast break for Dallas somehow. And or and, and and maybe there's some missed shots. And I don't think I think it might have been his job to box out Willie Collie Stein and he dunks it. But overall, you'll take that sequence any day of the week. He was awesome. Yeah, man, it, it was their game. And LaMelo is fun. Miles Bridges is improving at a very nice rate where I think his career roller coaster has been exceeding a little bit 
of at least my expectations for him, his rookie year, I thought he was better than, than I expected him. I think he took a step back, whether it be because of more responsibility, whether it be just because he didn't understand defensive schemes at that point, whether it be because he was out of position a lot. You know, I think that all of that kind of factored in. And what we're seeing from Miles right now, it's a guy that you want to hold on to. He's only increasing his value. And I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Let's do the leftover takes from this game coming up in the next Locked on Hornets segment. I do want to discuss Built Bar with you guys, though, because Built Bar has 18 amazing flavors, 12 original and six new, including, yes, of course, Cherry Barcia. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high protein, high fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. You can get a free cooler with your purchase, too, while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's get to everybody else on the Hornets roster and what they did last night. That's coming up next in the final segment. This is Locked on Hornets. But what he showed in Summer League, comma, a Euro step into a windmill during a game end of comma oh, could yeah. put him on the radar of a uh, radar, excuse <laughs> radar. Me, of all NBA yeah on the radar on the radar of <laughs> all NBA fans as a nightly highlight producer yeah you're Charlotte you're Charlotte coming out there yeah I'm from come from uh, Catawba County could so put him on the radar it's time for more of the locked on Hornets podcast when you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcast. Now, let's have a conversation about Devontae Graham because yeah. Devontae was facilitating at a nice rate the first two games. I think he's getting better shots than he was last year. And that's the thing that doesn't necessarily add up to me. He's getting chased off screens constantly. Everybody knows Devante is the biggest threat to score. So last season, everybody's honing in on him. And I think it really affected him the second half. But it did seem like the last maybe handful or 10 games of the season, Devante started to adapt to all of the attention that he was getting. And the Hornets were just playing better anyway. So maybe that cause for some attention to be paid uh, attention to be paid um, elsewhere. But Devonte three of eight in this game, we already went through a stat line. He's still one of these guys that has more shots than points this season. As we mentioned on the uh, previous episode, which by the way, sorry, if you haven't been able to get that, we're having problems with our uploading website. So sorry if you haven't been able to get that. I forgot to mention that at the top of the show, but we did mention that in the uh, Wednesday episode. Either way, you know, I'm not here's I'm kind of asking myself the question, not a when do I need to be worried? Because you're getting these good shots from them. They're not going in. I'm not worried through first four games of the year. I think I want to get to somewhere like maybe getting close to 10. Maybe if we're at seven or eight and you see him trying to coexist with Terry and LaMelo. And I think he can. And I think he has fine. But if he's not hitting these shots, then my God, that his overall effectiveness as a player goes down. I mean, that, that's why you have him offensively. Very it's true. ability to pass. Sure. But my God, he needs to be able to knock down shots. It's certainly not his ability to finish in the mid range or at the rim. 
it was all about his three point shooting. I, I hope that comes back. I, I'm not worried about it yet, Nada. But I'm <laughs> Doug mentioned he was paying attention to PJ Washington. I'm starting to pay attention to Devontae's shooting a little bit more. I think Devontae needs to worry because there is a 19 year old kid that will take his spot if he's not careful and he doesn't get his shot together. That being said, I still think the floor game overall for right now. Basically, I'm trying to stem the tide on this like I was trying to stem the Devontae tide last year. There's a part of me that really thinks that at this point, like what he's doing to stem runs, and he did it again last night, where there have been a couple of games where like the younger guys have let this thing slip, and Devontae's had to hit big shot after big shot to make sure that, hey, we can't let this lead slip. He did it again last night where he faked off of a uh, mid-range repopulated back to the th- back to the uh, three-point line, buried a big three to stem a tide along with Gordon. So I'm not necessarily going to be one of those that says, A, replace him, A, replace him. But at some point, he's going to have to have a consistent floor game to where the numbers are going to show up because I- I'm kind of there. I'm not there with you yet. Give me about two more weeks, and I just might be. Two more weeks of this, and at, this po- at that point, I'm not sure I can defend anyone that says start LaMelo and have Devontae come off the bench if he keeps doing yeah, this. It, it, it's an interesting thing, you know? I mean, because because Devontae, it, absolutely, he could be effective coming off of the bench. He would be fantastic, but especially if LaMelo keeps playing like this. But Devontae defensively isn't good. We already know that. And then it, it's it's the shooting, man. I, I'm with you, Nada, for the most part. I'm not, I mean, I'm not worried. I just, I, I want the shooting to come already. And, and I'm going to give him a few more games before I start to maybe worry a little bit. Uh, you look at Biz last night, three of six from the field got six rebounds nine points you know at five fouls from him like there are some there are some nice things that he does man like it's not like he's totally bad I just I I I'd rather go somewhere else but but decent game from him and at the end you get to the second half where it's a blowout you know good good job from biz but um you know he did some nice things he had that he had a couple of nice dunks in this one so that was pretty cool to see I thought it was hilarious you know LaMelo ball maybe not recognizing who his teammates are yet with that <laughs> fireball behind the back pass to Biz where it gets deflected and it stays with the Hornets because it Dude. went off of an, on a Maverick. But if Biz even, <laughs> I don't even know if he knew that ball was out of bounds. He was still positioned to catch it at that point. Man, um, would have been hilarious. But what do you think about Biz? Man, look, I, I was I was legitimately surprised. I, I, at this point, and I told you off wax, I'm calling him Benjamin Button Biz because at this point, his career is getting better the older he gets, and he's figuring it out, and he's become a very serviceable big. He's not a guy that you want to give 30 minutes to, but at the same time, if you if he, you could cut his minutes down to 15, 16, maybe even 20, he's an effective big for what for what he is. And at this point, I like the fact that he's just really, really, really like, you know what you're going to get from him. It's he's not one of those Forrest Gump. You never know what you're going to get kind of chocolate boxes. <laughs> he's absolutely you know what you're going to get. Defense, hustle and block shots. And at this point, his free throw shooting is even getting better. I'm not again. Who was this Bismack Biombo, and where has he been for most of his career? Because I don't understand it right now. The the passing has been noticeable from him. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't. There, there was also some bad passes from him last night. I was going to tweet something out, and and you know, bad, I, I'm awful at getting it off in time. But you know, Biz it was looking for a cutting Devonte, and it was there. And this was early on, and you know, Devonte was cutting in the middle. Um, Biz just missed him. It was just a bad pass. It was a turnover, and it, w- it went the Dallas Mavericks way. 
And that was a bucket that absolutely could have been had had Biz just been able to connect to Devontae. But also you can see some of these other passes where he's actually got a decent amount of distance to cover across the half court. And he, he's making those. And so, you know, Biz is improving in that area of his game. But that that's what we saw from him last night. Then we get to PJ. It, it's usually not this long before we get to the exactly. first round pick from last year. But only 18 minutes from him last night. But not, I thought, offensively played well. He hit a three, which is good. Only taking two. I, I, I want him to take more threes. One of those threes that he that he passed up, he decided to drive and then he hit a bucket or no, then he fed biz, which was nice. One of the biz buckets was assisted on by PJ after driving and uh, passing up the three, which I thought was open and he could have taken, but four of six from the field. We saw him post up Luca as well and get that shot. We saw him hit a couple of post up shots last night. So doing it in a variety of different ways, playmaking a little bit more, looks more controlled to me. Not a, he he's, he's getting fine, right? Yeah. Like five fouls for him. And that's why he only played four minutes in the second half, but you I, I think we're starting to iron some things out with PJ. Yeah, at this point, he's starting to work himself into shape, and that's the only thing that matters right now is that he's getting himself to the point where you don't have to worry about him, where you can focus your concerns elsewhere. And at this point, I don't worry about him. He's attacking mismatches. His head's still not fully in the game, but at the same time, I think it's only a matter of time and considering where he was just two weeks ago, I'm willing to take what we're getting from PJ right now as long, with the caveat that as long as it continues to improve, then I think that small ball lineup ends up becoming a viable lineup that you could see for 20, 30 minutes at a time, and we can go from there. Because I really do like what he's doing right now, despite the fact that his head, like there's still some basketball IQ stuff that he's missing right now. I just want to see a couple more tweaks, and then I'm completely fine with P.J. Washington as he is. Um, what's funny is that Cody Martin played less than Caleb Martin in this game, and yeah. Cody had a very Caleb Martin stat line, Well, whereas Caleb had a very Cody Martin stat line. Caleb is the one that comes in with four assists, shooting four points on uh, two of three shots from the field does miss both of his free throws, but Cody Martin has two field goals. And the only other stats that he has is one steal and one turnover, one foul. So kind of switching the stat lines there. I actually was going, I was actually making sure I had that right. I clicked on the name on the ESPN box score and then, uh, and then just wanted to make sure it was right. So Vernon Carey gets his first minutes of the year, four minutes for Vernon. Nick Richards barely gets any action at the end of this game. You know, Vernon goes of two from the field. Um, no points for him. Still looking for that first bucket. And then Jalen McDaniels, last one, Nada comes in. I thought this was his best game. You know, you see yes, him play was. the uh, you play the most minutes that he's played the most minutes that uh, that he's had that he has so far this year. Sixteen minutes he logged, four or five from the field, hit one of the two three pointers that he took, and um, had four turnovers. Needs to cut off on that. But even one of those turnovers, I, I it was one of the one of the turnovers that he had was a drive towards the basket, and he actually hits the layup at the end. But the whistle already comes through and it's going the other way. And I guess they called a travel. I didn't see it. I didn't rewind it or anything like that. But um, but that was one of them. Honestly, one of the turnovers that he had, I thought was a, a nice play. If he just executes maybe a tiny, tiny bit better, gets his footing right, gets an extra dribble down or whatever, then you know, we're, you're talking about a nice move from McDaniels. But like seeing him play, man, get more consistent there. I thought defensively showed some good awareness too. Um, you're you're messing with him in the lineup, Nada. You know, how about yeah. the micro B lineup that you looked at yeah, on Twitter? Look, look, again, shout out 
out to um my dude again on the mic, the dude at at the uh at on the mic on Twitter for coming up with the micro B lineup. We're going with that. Little stingers doesn't work. Micro B lineup absolutely does work, and I love it. Um and one one other thing before we move on to, to McDaniels, um Dear Martin Twins, don't go looking for smoke with James Johnson, even if he's looking oh for smoke with you. Oh, my God. Thank you. For, I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Um, that would be totally, totally awful because James Johnson, <laughs> one, <laughs> is he a professional fighter? I know he practices. He's, he's you know, a legitimate black belt, Walker. Here's yeah, the thing. Okay, like, that's what I thought. Even if he's looking for smoke with you, you just move on. And more importantly, and this is my bigger thing, Miss, this is my bigger issue. You are in a 10-game in 16-day stretch. You cannot afford having a suspension for someone leaving the bench. Do not go looking for a suspension when the rotation, as James Borrego put it last night, is pretty much set. Do not go looking for smoke. Do not, like, I like this groove. Don't disturb this groove. (laughs) If you're going to disturb this, this groove, make sure it is worth it. Please do not go looking for smoke with a black belt. I don't care if there's two of you. It doesn't matter at that point. He's going to take you both out. Yeah, when you're 6'8", 240, 245, and you have a black belt, you are a badass, and I'm just not going to mess with you whatsoever. Dan Lebitard told the story about when James Johnson was on the heat, he was telling Dan that he could kick a basketball that was trapped, which we saw last night, by the way, basketball that was trapped between the rim and the, and the backboard. He could kick that out. He himself could actually kick high enough above his six, seven frame that he could kick that basketball off of the trap between the backboard and the rim. And if you have that kind of agility, that kind of power, that kind of size and that anger, I mean, James Johnson wants it. You know, it, it's not yeah. that he's not using, he's not a disciplined a black belt like it's not one of these things i only have trouble if it comes looking for me no like james johnson he'll welcome it he'll welcome all the smoke that you want and that's not a dude that you want to be messing no with. not at all that's just dumb go and look for that he, he if he's messing with you he does this at you just walk away and continue yes, the game yes sir no sir and, and, <laughs> and move on there, there's nothing else you i don't care what kind of justification any y'all Hornets fans in my mentions are going to give me you walk away from james johnson that man will hurt <laughs> Both of them. No, no, yeah. no, no. You don't go look on that right. smoke. All right. That wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. Thanks again for supporting the show as always. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA. Also, we are going to give you a New Year's Day show because we didn't give you one on Tuesday. That is happening. We often make promises that we break. And so I understand if you roll your eyes or say, okay, yeah, good grief. Um, I'm telling you, we are going to give you a New Year's Day show as long as our website allows us to upload it to your podcast feed. So that's what we're going to be doing. So stay tuned to your podcast feeds tomorrow for um, the first show of the 2021 year. I hope you guys do have a fantastic, a very happy and a very safe new year. Good riddance to 2020. And let's welcome in 2021, right? The, the happy and the safe way, whatever that means to you. Have a great one. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Ooh.